This is Recruitment Agency Ignition with Andy Whitehead. Helping you build your recruitment employment business fast. Fast, fast. Using digital and automation and one to many systems, tools, and inbound strategies. So welcome to this week's Circle Call. Today we've got Ken, Ken McCarthy on the call. Ken was due to join us about six weeks ago, I think, Ken, wasn't it? And last minute, um, right. we, we had to had to change change that session. So um, that didn't happen. So at that time, I, I referenced a couple of things Ken had done, or was doing, rather. And uh, the hot seat that day had James Lee on the hot seat. And um, if you guys remember, James, we put together a... Uh, a 90-day sprint to bring in $2 million worth of revenue. So in James's market, he's in the in the contract market, um, and it was to move, I think, from $1.5 million to $2 million in that 90 days. So we had James um, with that, that plan. So on the day, the plan was to get James on the call and also get Ken on the call. And with James, we actually dug deep, and then we found out a few anomalies, and we put together a plan to um, do some bits, bits and pieces. And as it happens, by the way, we've actually got um, some work to do on James's campaign if he's on the call today. Um, He's not. Uh, so much on that campaign. So we put together a plan. Ken was also on the call that day. And the reason why we had Ken and James on the call was to really show uh, different strategies, different starting position, different industries, different type of client, different types of candidates, a different uh, type of win, a different um, type of constraint. So we come from a completely different place um, in so many different ways, but just as exciting, even more exciting in other ways. So what we do today, Ken, is uh, I want to go through three things, if I may, okay? And just to give you an understanding, if we break this down, Ken. So the first thing I want to do is I want to spend 10 minutes or so on, on the actual, bear me one second. Let me just re, restart my session on my iPad. Yeah, I want to do three things, I can. Number one, I want to spend about 10 minutes on where you were, where you were, and really understand what was going on um, so just before you joined us and maybe the reasons why you joined us. Okay. So, uh, we really want to get grips on, on where you were. So the reason why we do that is because if we think about everything we're doing in our, in our business, we've got a, in simplistic terms, we've got where we are now and where we want to be. So this is 12 months and in the middle, we got this, how do we get there? And that's down to different strategies, different campaigns, etc. So now you're here, Ken, okay? But actually what I want to do is go back even further. So, so before, before you joined us, okay? So the reason why I want to do that is I want members on the call now, or indeed in the future, to understand what you were going through, um, understand maybe some of the constraints, understand maybe some of the thought processes, uh, maybe understand some of the things that are happening in the business on a daily basis, so they can recognize, shit, I'm doing that. So I want to understand where we were before, okay, Ken? But um, fairly quickly. Sure. Then I want to come to, to where we are today. So what's happened now? So it's based it on, for example, retained. We're based it on financials. We're based it on some high-level variables that everyone's, you know, uses maybe as a success factor. So, so part one is going to be that kind of case. So where you were, where you are now. Second thing we're going to do is dig a bit, dig deep on what's happened. So what strategies have you applied? What's worked? Um, go through some metrics. Go through some steps. Go through what um, 
what you recommend people do, maybe how you got through a, a mental block or whatever it might be. So spend about 10, 20 minutes on that. The next thing we're going to do is end out your next steps, Ken. So when I got the notes from the team, one of the things that I loved from the comments you put, Ken, was um, something around, uh, it's not verbatim, but love game, uh, my game plan one, done this, done this. Uh, I now want to move on to the next stage and see what the bigger picture looks like, etc. So when I read that, I was like, wow, he's thinking really strategically, which I loved. And believe it or not, from a geeky position, that stuff gets me excited. So I was really excited when I, when I saw your notes, Ken. <laughs> so, so just to recap again, yeah. so we put some form of boundary around this. Um, number one, we're going to spend about 10 minutes on where you were. And just high level, literally one minute on that, where you are now, where you were. And I'm going to ask you some questions around that. Then number two, um, so everyone on the call now can uh, apply, adapt, um, understand that it's a case of doing X, um, Y, Z. Spend about 20 minutes on what, you, what you've done, what you've done up to now. So from when you joined up to now. And then what we're going to do is we're then going to put together a, uh, well, you, I think the words you used in your notes, if I remember right, it might be, um, again, might be not verbatim, but it was roadmap. So um, let's look at what your roadmap is going to be and let's do it live on the call now, okay? So with, what that means is that we can then put this together, a bit like with James. So James, this will be the, uh, the 90 day sprint. Um, and it's around the Maven strategy, and there's a few things you need to fix there. Same with you. Let's put together roadmap, roadmap now. So we've got A, some accountability, which is always a good thing, I believe. Um, and B, also let's make it a simplistic set of steps for you. So we remove all the options and all the noise, and let's make it a specific set of steps. One, two, three for you. Is that cool? Cool. Yeah. Cool. No awesome. So a lot of people just come on the call now um, who've not heard or spoken to you before, Ken. So. The first thing we'll do then, Ken, is if, if we do this. So again, if we spend, first of all, just give me, give me maybe say, what was going on when you, before you joined us? What was going on in your in, in the business? Give us maybe a, a one-minute summary of what the business was, i.e., um, niche and all these good things, and then from there I'll take you through a set of questions. Okay. Uh, I think when I started, well, when I came to yourselves, I was covering a number of different industry sectors, mining, private equity, consulting. I suppose there were many niches, really, all related to mining, but there was no real, I wasn't fully covering the market, so it was a bit of a mess. Um, and in turn, the rates were low for the, the roles that I was bringing in. They were contingent, they were not retained, um, and I lacked authority really, I think, in the uh, in the marketplace. And it was because I was spread over three uh, industry sectors. That was the uh, the biggest problem. But at the time, my goal was to bring in revenue and then sort the business afterwards. Um, and the other typical problem was inconsistent BD. Um, I lacked the technology, lacked the systems. I'd get a role on, I'd work at BD stocks. So it's feasts and famine. They were, the, they were the biggest problems, really, that I had. Great. So we got... Um... We've got two core constraints there. Number one is the multiple niches, in turn means we're across multiple um, sectors, which in turn means decreased authority, it means decreased everything, which in turn means decreased rates, and then we're focusing on a contingent market as opposed to, for some, you know, the, um, the glory of a, a retained market or a uh, retained uh, market force. And secondly, the, the inconsistent business development that was happening, so feast and famine use phrase used very often so, so that's yeah. what's happening before yeah. then so um so in terms of that was 
where we were then. Let's do focus on where we are. So let's focus on these these two core two core drivers. Okay, so one multiple niches and two inconsistent business development. So let's make it specific. So let's focus on these two forces first of all. Okay, so if we focus first of all on the multiple niches, what where are we now? What what's changed or what what happened? Where are we yeah. now with this multiple niches? I think after the, the initial call that we had uh, and the strategy you set out for me kind of got me thinking, you know, I need to focus on one niche. So I did. And I chose mining as the, uh, as the main one. That's where I've got the most experience over the last 10 years. So now I'm just focusing 100% on mining uh, and nothing else. Um, PE has gone to the side. Uh, consulting has gone to the side. I'm still getting roles through, but I'm not working them, just leaving them for the moment. Uh, and then just focusing everything around that niche, uh, the cars, uh, all of the content that I'm doing, fine-tuning the LinkedIn uh, profile, fine-tuning my website, and then really focusing on, you know, uh, laser-targeted data sets. Um, and that was all from the initial call and the focus that you gave me when we first spoke. Good. So we've gone from multiple niches and trying to catch many rabbits to focusing on just one. Something you said that's very interesting there, um, key insight, was the organic opportunities are still coming in. So organic opportunities for consultancy, for example, and you've, you've said no to them um, and you've, you, you're remaining fully focused on, on this niche of mining. Um, so we've, we've, got, we've had the game plan. We've, we've gone through a mapping process. You made the decision to go on this one niche. Uh, one of the things that you said there was because most of your experience in the last 10 years has been inside that niche. Is there any other reasons why you focused on on this niche, the decision for this niche, first of all? Uh, no, not really. The, I think when, when you know, listen to all of the, the, the different webinars that you were doing, um, avatar and understanding the avatar kept coming up. And I said, that's the key, really, to nailing the market. If you understand what the customer wants to buy, you can sell him exactly what he's looking for, or you can solve his problems in, as, as you say. So I had a better and a deeper understanding of the mining sector, the avatar, there's, there are problems in different parts of the world. So I think that was probably one of the, uh, I suppose, main reasons why I went to, uh, to mining as opposed to PE and consulting, where I didn't have that depth of understanding uh, and experience. Um, so that was the reason why. Okay, good. Um, again, key insight there. Um, one of the, in fact, my apologies. Let me just check the chat box a second. It's gone crazy. I want to make sure we haven't got a tech problem. One second, Ken. Oh, okay. No, no worries. Um, yeah, what the key insight you, you referenced there around the the avatar, etc., and problem. Uh, I've I looked at a, a a business recently, and this the, the business submitted a, a lot of documents for review. And there are an awful lot of um, inbound A's, B's, etc. coming in, which, which is great. However, when I, but the actual, you know, the actual financial metrics, i.e., what we're getting paid, weren't stacking up. They weren't happening. And then when I looked at all, the, all of the documents together, i.e., the CAS as an example, and the website as an example, and all the, the components being used as part of that um, that initial traction phase, there wasn't focus on the avatar. Um, give an example: the, the client attainment system I looked at. I could have taken that multiple pages in that CAS and put it in any, any niche in the world. And what the, the person had done, mm -hmm. lesson for everyone, 
what the person had done is essentially just copied a, a CAS, a very successful CAS for another industry, from, from another industry. And they weren't focused on the specifics. So when we go through that CAS process, it's not sexy, but it's, it's massively important. And, you, and you've really hit on it then with the avatar process and also the, the problem solution, yeah. which I think is key. So that slower burn, maybe, it's not sexy. It's massively important. Yeah. Um, so we've gone from multiple niches. We, we've niched down, which is outstanding. From the business development then, we've gone from the inconsistent feast and famine. What's, what's changed there? Um, I think what I've set up now and how the business looks now is, in, in my mind, it's, you know, I've got authority. Um, you know, I've got my CAS in place, which is a super sales tool, it really is. Um, I've got industry-specific content, um, which is relevant and it's high quality. Um, the LinkedIn is really fine-tuned for the niche and nothing else. So there's, there's no room for um, misunderstanding with anybody looking at it. And same with the website. Yeah. Um, I think the strategy um, that I've got in place, I've got the niche, I've got the data sets, and then the technology to support that with the, the double or double or. I mean, having that going in the background, that's taken me away from BD completely. I don't have to worry about dropping the ball on that. It's happening in the background. Nice. And I'm coming in in the morning and there's two or three emails for conference calls, um, which is great. Um, so doing that via quick mail. Um, and, you know, it's, it's more strategic and it's going in a specific direction. Um, which is exactly exactly what I uh, what I needed. Love that, awesome. So we've gone from multiple niches. We're now focused. Business development was up and down, feast and famine. Now we've got um, predictability. We come in the morning. We've got two, three um, conference calls or leads waiting for us each morning. Um, one thing I love that you said again. It's really really subtle but key insight. You said in the background, and that's exactly what should be happening. I think we get sometimes focused on. Being on top of, you know, we're running double R, double R, we're running this campaign. Again, it should run in the background. That's why we, we want to systemize the run in the background. So I love mm. the fact that you've, you've certainly made that point, that distinction. So we've gone from, gone from two extremes then, which, which is epic, to be, to be frank, Ken. Um, so first off, guys, on, on the call now, uh, any questions for Ken, please put inside the chat box. What I'm going to do as we go through, I'll um, either put them to Ken directly as they come in, or I'll chunk them up into um, a larger question, which maybe covers... Uh, multiple questions so um, feel free to to do that okay so um, cool so we, we got this before and after if you summarized in maybe three three biggest wins what would they be your three biggest wins in this time in in terms of what I've put in place um I think the data sets mapping the market. Absolutely key. Sorry, Ken, I've asked a crappy question. And by the way, I think we've got a slight delay of a second or two between us. Um, a couple of people have picked up on. Um, let me reframe the question. That's a crappy question. Um, when I say biggest wins, if we think about, um, so retained is an area for you, for example. Um, rate you mentioned before, um, et cetera, et cetera. So the actual you know, implementation of, the, the strategy, for example, you know, um, double R, double R, et cetera. That's a, you know, one of, the, one of the, the tactics to get to the win. But from a business perspective, what, what were your three biggest wins? So, you know, if, for example, without putting words in your mouth, one might be the switch to retain. Um, the tactics, how we get there, we'll come to in a minute. But from a business perspective, what are the three 
would you say the three biggest wins for you? Biggest outcome wins? Uh, I think definitely retains, and that comes on the back of the uh, the authority. Um, fees have gone up. Um, previously, a fee or a role would come through, and to be honest, that would be the only thing that's in the pipeline. So I would have to take what I could get. Beggars can't be choosers. Um, yeah. So now I'm in a position whereby I said, well, you know, if you don't want to pay our fees, Mr. Client, that's okay. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of other firms out there who who will work for next to nothing. This is our fee, you know, take your leave it, essentially. Um, so that, that's been huge for me as well. So I've, I've managed to increase the fee uh, considerably and it is retained. Um, I think having, you know, the, the data sets as well has just changed everything. It really has. I know I would have preached that to my staff over the years as well. But, you know, when you're working for yourself and you're spinning 50 plates at a time, you know, you get, you get lost in the fog. Um, and, you know, focusing on those things that we've um, put in place has made all the difference. It's, it's changed everything. So this is actually the, the, the process or the system, in, in the system itself is, is um, including, of course, data sets, the system itself, right, from mapping... Oh, niching, mapping, data, automation, inbound in the morning. That's that end-to-end -end system. Well, the BD system at the moment. We're only talking early days. Yeah, absolutely, the whole the whole lot. Yeah, none of them would work on. Yeah, none of them would work on their own. But as a package, um, and all working to one niche, that's been the difference. That's the change. Love that. Um, something I've made a, a key distinction there is that is that integration of of different components different strategies and uh, as we referenced last week you know when we um, complete game plan one when we go into your next game plan whatever that may be we don't stop what's happening in game plan one that runs as Ken said quote in the background um, so we got the, the switch to retain uh, so just let me know guys on the call now how many of you looking to go retained just give me a um, a hell yeah or not on my radar in, in the chat box your fees have gone up interestingly uh, and of course really the what sits underneath it is a system that allows us to get to those two business outcomes. And of course, some of the drivers to making that happen, as you rightly said, are the, the niching down and the, the system for the business development, etc. So if we look at the retained and fees going up, um, as a example, you've got two, two quite substantial shifts there. You know, you, know, you referenced uh, a quote then of Mr. Client, where you can go to someone else in the market who's paying peanuts or thereabouts, something like that. And of course, if we're if we're struggling, we might accept shitty roles. But of course, when we've got the ability to do two things: one, we've got lead flow, inbound lead flow happening; two, we've got authority. Then we can make the decision on what we do and don't do, including retained. Um, but if we break those, those down into two, if we may, just very briefly, the the before and after, as such, for if we focus on retained, what's changed from what was happening in the business before was happening now. As you said authority, you said the CAS is a super sales tool. But if you could summarize in, in a couple of bullet points, how did you, how were you able to, to, to move? In fact, give a, a woman a summary where you were before um, in terms of retain never happening or happening or most were contingent and the impact was ABC. So what, what changed for you to be able to switch to retain so quickly? What can, what can, can be modeled or learned? Um. I think I think the whole the whole package. I mean, focusing on the niche and 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 pitching myself as the expert in the marketplace at a certain level. 
So I set my stall out quite early with the clients uh, and the data sets that, you know, this is what we do. It's C-suite, VP, and sector level. That's what we specialize in, nothing else. Yep. Um, so I think setting your stall out early and I suppose going for the roles that you actually want to achieve, that's, that's the key thing. So everything that I've done has been to support that the website, the LinkedIn profile, even the CAS and the content as well. Everything is geared towards, you know, the C-suite level. So before a client actually comes onto the phone with me, they know that, you know, they're talking to someone who specializes in, you know, these senior roles. I think that's been probably one of the uh, key things. Um, and, and, and very much, you know, supporting that with, with everything that we do. The CAS is a great sales tool that I go through with the, uh, with the clients, and it's very much pitching us as a retained uh, service. So when I do ask the question, um, you know, they're expecting it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. So you've seeded it in the CAS already that we're, we're a retained business. We are the specialists at this level, C-suite in this marketplace, and we're, we are a retained business. So, um, yeah, it's not... Um, it's not a shock, is it? It's not going, by the way, this is what we do. Yeah. It's being yeah. And you're, setting, you're setting them up from day one. Yeah. yeah. And, and also you're filtering out yeah. quite the crap. Yeah. And if you've got enough lead flow coming in, then yeah. it's, um, it's a great place to be, which is what you say, say about you need two things. One, you need lead flow and two, you need the authority. Well, in this case, simple authority um, through the CAS. Um, so retain then. What we've really done, if we think about a very simple model, right at the base of this model, if you think about your game plan one, Ken, is right at the, at the bottom, we had that conversation around niche, didn't we? Had the conversation around niche, then we've made a yeah. decision on, on role yeah. and, and market. Then from there, everything that follows there. So even simplicity of, of a website, simplicity of, of a CAS, simplicity of data, simplicity of a, even a template we send out on LinkedIn, the whole thing goes back to that initial decision. That initial decision. And what's beautiful is when you've got this in place and you've got these mm -hmm. core these core activities is something you can replicate again and again if you choose to or you can dig deep in the same niche is what i 99 percent of the time recommend you do and hope you do but love that so the retained side of it and there's, there's, there isn't anything there's no um secret squirrel stuff that there is there in terms of what you've done there ken it's just no there's yeah yeah it's not yeah it's just um going through the, the, those initial steps but what's really important I'll say it again well, look what ken's done here he said up front that Identify the niche, some mining, then identify the level, i.e. the level of the role. So this, those two simple distinctions, then everything that follows reiterates that this is what we do. Website, when you run campaigns normally in game plan one, your, your website and your LinkedIn, for most markets, would be two of the core base authority um, platforms that would be checked out. But again, there's no rocket science in here. But the CAS, interestingly, I'll come to the CAS in a minute because you made a, a few good points around that. Um, the second driver that you, you referenced there was fees. So fees have increased. Um, could you distill that down to mm -hmm. maybe a before and, um, and so what's changed or how did it happen? How did you increase the fees? Um, I think it's, again, the, the, the whole package, the authority, the, the, the niche, all of the supporting documentation that you've got, you know, the, the uh, social evidence on you know linkedin the websites uh everything else um, i mean if i could put my finger on one thing and just say yes it was the cas you know that's made the difference you know i'd be wrong i think it's a combination of you know all of those elements together 
Stacking up. Um, and they all lead to the same road. It's almost funneling clients' folks down through, well, if you want to engage with BlackRock Resources in Ken, it's going to be a retained search. It's going to be, you know, a C-suite role, and it's going to be within mining somewhere in the world. And it's... L love that. I suppose um, subconsciously that's what I've tried to do, you know. Ken, love that. One, one thing that's coming across, you're, you're very measured and very... Um... Very, oh, I mean, it's in the right way. Very sort of humble the way you know, the, the, the transformation is happening you know, steadily, bit by bit. But there's one thing that's probably going through a lot of people's heads, which is um, this sounds good. This sounds good. Yeah, it sounds great. I've, I've gone through um, mapping the market, or I've done my website based on this, or I've done this, et cetera, et cetera, but I've not had the same result. My fees have not gone up. Um, I've not managed to get retained yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm pretty certain if you, yeah. if you picked all the different components apart, like I did with the gentleman from um, a few weeks ago, and it's the, the different components is like, well, there isn't one reason why you're not converting, although you've got 50 plus um, inbound A's happening. So there's obviously we've got a conversion call problem, but when you look at mm. all the other components, website, yeah. LinkedIn, everything else, none of it was, was, was niche driven. None of it was using the authority strategies per se. Um, it's trying to encapsulate too many options, if that makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas, for, yeah, so yeah. for example, you, you could say mining um, and then every role from um, mid-manager up, or you could say all roles, et cetera, but you've been very focused in terms of what you've done. And by proxy, that's meant you've achieved the retained and you've changed the fees. And it, I think logically, hopefully everyone can see it makes sense. However, that transition though from I've, I'm going I'm to I'm do this, I'm going to get my, my website built, I'm going to get my CAS built, et cetera, then you've done it. You went through a transitional period. It might have been a week. It might be a month. Who knows? But you, you made a line in the sand at some point, Ken. Whether you know that point consciously, if you do, love you to share it. Yeah. But you made a point. You said, right, fuck mm -hmm. it. From now on, this is what we're about. Can you give some context around how that happened? Um, and yeah, just some context around how it happened, uh, what to look out for, how to make sure it, you, can, you can get through that, that, that period? Because that transitional period is, mm -hmm. is the toughest thing. Yeah, um, I, I, to be honest, I didn't find it very hard. Uh, I just I just ran the numbers and I started with the end goal. I said, right, this is what I want to achieve uh, in terms of revenue, in terms of turnover. This is what I want to be earning every month and every year. Which of these three sectors that I have in front of me, you've got mining, you've got private equity, and you've got consulting, which of those can deliver that? And they all could financially. Um, so I niched down again and I said, okay, which ones do I understand most? Said mining. Um, and which of the avatars um, do I understand the best? Mining. And literally I came off the phone after we did our first game plan and I came to that decision in literally one hour. That was it. I just drew the line in the sand there and then I said, right, fuck it. This is what we're doing from now on. Um, and I've got the... The, the, the evidence, the research, and I've you know got my mind around those sectors that this one really is you know the best one to deliver uh, the end result that I want to achieve. So that was it. So there's so so often we go for a transition period whereby we've got maybe let's say in your example we got um, what was happening before. So let's say we got you know we got contingent and we got um, three niches, okay, and then we got where we where we might be now, which is say um, mining and C-suite. And then in the middle, we got this, we got this transition, haven't we, that happens. And then often, you know, I might say to a member, for example, um, depending on the business and a number of different variables, might say, if you've got organic 
um, in, uh, growth happening or sorry, uh, existing roles or existing placements that you can fill. Maybe in this period, you keep filling them until you've got campaigns converting to get you out of game plan one. From what you're saying then, you, you, you went through that initial game plan. You did your research based on a number of factors around the niche and said, fuck it, I'm going straight from here to here. Is that what happened? Yeah, essentially, yeah. Okay, that's ballsy. So, <laughs> um, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. Um, but to be honest, I mean, it was it, it was it was actually it, it was well for me. It wasn't a difficult, you know, decision to come to. I'd worked in all of those sectors, um, and if I mean, you asked to hang my hat on one and, and specialize in one, um, and that got me thinking straight away. Yeah. I was on the phone, so. I've been working with these sectors for quite some time. I mean, everybody's situation is different. Mine, you know, I knew them quite well. And I think actually maybe the key decision to go with mining, and this, this might be the silver bullet, actually, now that I think about it, um, I understood the avatar within mining implicitly because I've been, I've been speaking with these CEOs and C-suite clients for, for 10 years. So I knew the issues, I knew the problems, I think, Maybe subconsciously, that was maybe what led me to decide on mining um, and go from there. I knew the market was there. Um, maybe that was it. Don't so know. I think in this case, because um, there, there are two extremes in. On the, on the other hand, you, know, you might have a member. For example, I got off a call just um, just now with um, with Keith. Everyone knows Keith. And when Keith joined us, it's many years ago. And my memory's not um, as sharp as it should be at some points. But when Keith joined us, I um, I. I didn't realize this. Keith actually went into it. We, we did something similar, but we went to a completely brand new niche, in a completely brand new niche. Um, and then the metrics Keith just shared was brought in 22 clients, I think, and 483 candidates. And once he got his first campaigns running, and it's a completely new niche. So he actually didn't have the background. He didn't have the, um, the avatar knowledge that you've got. The reason why I'm saying that is anyone's listening to the call now and they're saying, well, Ken's got this, this background. Shit, I'm in a new niche. There are different drivers, guys, just so you know. So don't just of course, hang yeah, out on any different. different one. The key thing that I'm interested in here is, is this word, the decision that Ken made. Because with that decision, Ken then made the decision mm -hmm. of, right, mapping, data, website, content, CAS, all focused on that one vertical. And I think when we make a weak decision, i.e., yeah, I'm going to do this, and then we look, make, look at something a month later or two months later, the reality is that decision has been a really it's not been it's not been a solid decision guess what when we did the mapping i thought we, we identified that there were 50 sub niches inside um the law in your law industry but we we're going to focus on one of them to start with yeah yeah we are yeah we are um and then you check out the website etc and you see they're still doing law they're still doing admin they're still doing etc etc they've not really made a true decision because everything that follows that is where you get that niche power isn't it you get that authority and you get that focus and you get when your case um, the increased fees in, in the retained. So that decision, I think, for everyone listening, I think that's a key thing here, is, is, is a key driver. One thing, Ken, for me, you mentioned um, the use of the CAS and how you use that as part of your sales process. Yep. And again, we're not dealing with schmucks here, are we? We're dealing with you know, um, very high-end individuals. Um, they're not, they're not going to be um, suffering falls. Like in your marketplace, going back many, many years, I was into it, um, interfacing with uh, it was Cowan International, and uh, saw mm -hmm. something in the workings and, and bits and pieces going on. So who you're dealing with and your competitors, etc. It's a uh, 
can be quite a, 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 a tough marketplace. So if you could do this, your, your before and after in terms of the sales process, and you, you've mentioned use of the CAS, can you give me what that looked like? So before we were doing this, or, or conversely, you might say uh, the sales process is now this, and the reason why the CAS is working is because of this, because obviously you've used it in the correct manner. Could you just give me a breakdown of, of how you've actually used the CAS properly? Mm. Um, I think everything starts with the double R, double R, um, and I use, I've, I've, I get the best results by using NPC, and that NPC is chosen based on the avatar, knowing the avatar for their problems, so I find a candidate that will solve those. So once I get it out and I get a response, the first thing that I do when I get an A or a B is they get the CAS immediately. Um, so, so, if we, if we break, can, so if we break it down to, sorry, Ken, we, 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 so we've got a slight delay. My apologies. Not, I'm not in, in, in dick mode. I'm doing this with love mode. I just want to make sure that people get, <laughs> the people who are trying to, um, on the call now, whether it be um, you know, a member of the team or it be the, um, the business owner. Um, so if we actually break it down to a, a step. So step one is then we send out our double R, double R campaign. We send out our, our campaign. Yep. In your case, it's a targeted NPC, but keyword ultra-targeted. You then get a message back in your mm -hmm. inbox. Is that right? You get a re reply in your inbox. Correct. Yep. And Maybe an A or a B. So you might get an A, a or a B. And I imagine you get more Bs and As. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Of course. So we've got a, a, and, a and B replies. And um, just so everyone's clear on what that means to you, what, what is an A response for you and what's a B response for you, just as, as an example? Uh, an A response would be, yes, we're interested in the candidate or um, I think we should have a chat because we're recruiting for a role at this moment in time. Okay. That's what an A would be. So it's qualified, they're looking, and they want to engage. Okay. Yep. B? Uh, B would be, yes, thanks. Uh, sounds interesting, but not at the moment. Let's keep in touch. Yeah, great. So definitions are the, are the same then. Great. So you've got A's and you've got B's. Yeah. Good. So one thing, I, I, another just a, a um, opportunity for most people is the, the reluctance to follow up on B's. And that, that's... Mm -hmm. No, that's, no, it's, um, you know, that's 90% of the market. Yeah, exactly. 90% of your market. Yeah, in your case, 9% of the market is Bs, but um, you know, so this, this gentleman we looked at, they had loads and loads of As, which is great. However, most will be Bs. So, so let's do this then. So you send out your, your campaign, you get responses of As and Bs. So yes, let's have a chat. B, uh, let's keep in, in touch. So either they don't trust you or they're actually not hiring now, one of the two. So what happens next? Step three. Yeah, once the, once the, CAS, uh, once the CAS goes out so step uh, with three the Bs, it's so, follow-up on... So sorry, just to break it down, Ken, to, to real simple terms. So you get the reply, and to the A's, you send a message saying what to the A's, and do you attach the CAS, and to the B's, you send a message saying what? Yep. To the A's, I would send the candidate that they're interested in. Yep. Uh, secondly, would be the terms of business. Three would be the CAS. And I would ask the question, when do you want to speak, essentially? Great. So you attach all three of those to the same response, do you? Correct. Yeah. Great. So you attach the CAS right up front. Love that. When do you want to speak? So we've got a, a, a binary, almost yes, no. We're not going to fuck about here. Let's, let's get this, yep. this done or, or not. So we're not wasting our time. But the CAS is attached up front, which overcomes a, 
a ton full of objections. Love that. So the Bs are, hey, hey, Ken, not now, but not really. So with the Bs, what do you send back to the Bs? Yeah, basically, I mean, what I write to them is, thanks for your email, no problem. You know, please find some information on us for future hires. And I attach the cards and just send that. Simple. Okay, what do you um, frame your CAS at? Do you call it the, do you, do you say information or do you actually reference the, the name? What do, you, what do you do? No, I just say, please find attached some info on us for future hires. That's exactly <laughs> what I type in the box. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Discover how to build your recruitment employment agency using one to many automation and inbound strategies before anyone else in your market specialization. Check out RecruitmentMarketingInternational.com.